On this week's episode, we talk about PlayStation demonstrating the dangers of the all-digital future, Capcom set to create even more Resident Evil remakes, the Grand Theft Auto 6 reveal trailer has finally come out, and then our predictions for the Game Awards and more. All of this tonight, but first, on to that beautiful Bean intro. Welcome to the place where PC and console gaming talk combine. This is the Orange Box Podcast, Episode 9. I am your host, the man who has a digital expiration date of last week, Nathan, also known as the Frozen Gamer 87. And joining me as always, the man who got his non-existent PSN account suspended for not liking Miles Morales, Justin, better known as I am Zaracon. How you doing today, Justin? I am very good, and in fact, you know, I, I always look forward to these intros because they're very creative, and I always get a chuckle out of them. Uh, but it's been a good week. It's December now. Um, I, it's that Christmas season. I am, I'm, I'm very happy about that. I, I love the Christmas season. Listening to my Christmas music on the radio um, today, actually, uh, at my job, we had a Christmas uh, cookie swap. Uh, that's something that they actually did before I joined. Uh, and that was before. COVID and everything happens, but uh, they brought it back this year, so we go and went to the office today, wore some uh, Christmas sweaters, and then shared uh, cookies all around, so nice. that was definitely fun. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been a pretty good week. How about you? Uh, not too bad. I mean, it's been kind of busy, and it's going to be still busy for the rest of the week, but um, one, one thing I want to note just as a side thing uh, for the you know the whole Christmas party thing. So, um, you know, I know my work has an ugly sweater competition uh, for theirs. And I, there's an ugly sweater that I really want to get. Um, it says, um, I, think, I think it just says potatoes and then boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. <laughs> and it's like, I, I want that one. But I haven't been able to justify buying it mostly because of just like the time of year and you know we're on one income and so it's just okay you know got the mortgage and and everything else and you know christmas gifts and all that um though i did at least finish all my christmas shopping so at least that part's done but um yeah so anyway um as far as like just the general stuff though um so this week we had I'm trying to remember if we had something going on on Monday. Monday, we might not actually have had anything going on, but then Tuesday is always a little more busy uh, because we have uh, we do the our men's breakfast uh, and and we're right now we're reading through uh, R.C. Sproul's the uh, the Holiness of God and um, so but I I I do the breakfast for that every Tuesday morning. So I I make the breakfast for that. So that it's like getting up. And then on top of that, I had to kind of shift around my workout days because of having to get up extra early for both for both the men's breakfast thing. But then also um, tomorrow we're driving into Kansas City for my son's doctor's appointment. That's like two and a half hours away, and we have to leave at like six thirty in the morning. So um, it's you know getting up super early so we can drive in for my son's appointment, and we have to take all the kids with us. 
um, versus sometimes where we'll, we'll leave the other two kids with like my sister or whatever. Um, and then I'm trying to remember what else is going on. But anyway, oh yeah, the, and then of course uh, we have the podcast tonight. We had our Christmas party for the church tonight, and then uh, earlier at the pod we have the podcast now, and then um, tomorrow. I have to edit the podcast and I'm hoping to stream the game awards and do <laughs> game awards bingo. That's, that's my goal. Hopefully to be able to stream the whole thing and just, just have some fun with it. Uh, but anyway, so there's just a lot going on and, um, that I still have to work Friday. So it's like, <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then trying to, trying to get a video up on my YouTube channel for, um, I mean, the, the first of hopefully many videos that will be all focused on doing comparisons between uh, Switch OLED and Steam Deck OLED, looking at the actual screens so that you can get a good idea of how the games look from one system to the other. So, um, but yeah, so that's been my week. Uh, what have you been playing this past week? All right, so I've been pretty much testing, for the most part, uh, games that, that on the Steam Deck and also trying to test out some stuff docked. Uh, mm -hmm. So one of the games that I've played was Batman Arkham Knight, which I think you said you played before mm -hmm. and you on the Steam Deck. And so I, I was I very curious. I tested it on the Steam Deck. I didn't like play that much of it because I, I played it all the way through on PS4 and then again on PC some years later. Okay. But I, I was uh, I, I was still interested in trying it because when I first got my Steam Deck, it was labeled as unsupported. Mm -hmm. But I don't know when, but at some point it actually was verified. So I was oh, very okay. curious to see I didn't how it that. uh, That's how cool. it ran. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been playing it. And so far, it's been pretty good running at 60 with a lot of high settings. One thing I'll... Although thing, like, there have been a couple of dips here and there... Mm -hmm. Um, I, I will say this though that playing Arkham Knight, playing uh, playing any of the previous games and going to Arkham Knight is a completely different experience just because mm -hmm. of how some of the controls work. Yeah, like uh, they changed the button for using detective mode, right? For crouching yep. and for even switching your gadgets, mm -hmm. and so that really has messed me up with a lot of stealth mechanics yeah. because, ooh. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, just like trying to remember all those controls, but um, oh, yeah. but I, I'm it's been having some fun with it. Going back, trying to complete some of the DLC uh, packs that came with the game. So, but nice, it's still a fun game. Uh, I I, I got into this this game that these that these kids say is fun. It's called uh, Doom or something like that. <laughs> and of course, you've been playing that as well. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I won't get too much into it. But I was just trying it out, seeing how it is. Not bad. Uh, I, I I realize that I, I do most likely suck at this game, though, because I am not used to this type of frantic right. uh, gameplay. Mm -hmm. But um, it, it definitely is pretty fun amidst all the hecticness going on right. there. Um, one other game that I actually... Well, I sort of went to... I, this was something I went to test to see how high I could get the frame rate to go, and it won't necessarily apply because I was recording at 60 FPS, but, uh, mm -hmm. or 60, yeah, uh, was uh, Agent 64 uh, Spies Never Die. And this is a game that I've been looking forward to. I, It still definitely runs well on, the, I mean, I didn't play on the deck, but it runs well on the deck. You can still get that good 90 frames per second. Mm -hmm. um, although, oddly enough, 
the game was supposed to was originally slated to come out sometime this year mm-hmm. but then they changed the release date uh, oh. to coming soon so okay i don't know when the full game's coming out so maybe early next year possibly and then the last game that i've been playing is transformers war for cybertron i played a little bit of it before uh just when i was testing it just after when i bought it for pc but i wanted to try it on the steam deck since i actually saw that it was uh playable rated playable and it does seem to be performing well so far um nothing out of the ordinary going on for that only thing that is kind of a bummer is the fact that i don't think this has any cloud saves because when i Uh. booted it up uh my progress didn't transfer over so that's the downside but it's a fun game though still very cool yeah, um, Arkham Knights, interestingly enough, I actually played, when I played that on PC, I played it almost exclusively with the Switch Pro controller. And I, <laughs> I, I did it with the gyro, which makes the aiming on the tank so much better. Like, significantly so. It was it was really cool. Uh, the only thing that, the only problem with playing it at least on, um, on PC with NVIDIA cards, and this is something Digital Foundry discovered, um, I think, like, probably three four years ago that for some reason even though it is sponsored by nvidia they have a partnership with nvidia it has stutters random stutters with nvidia like i can get high frame rates no problem i mean i don't know exactly what i would get now because i think when i played it before i was still using my gtx 980 before i upgraded um and but you know there i was easily getting 60 frames per second the problem was that i would have random stutters and it was really annoying but when i've the little bit that i played on steam deck because i maybe played like an hour of it just just because i wanted to test it out when i first got my first got my deck um then you know none of those stutters exist at all like it i mean it would the frame rate at least in the open world was like typically I mean, I could get in the 60, I mean, you know, at 60 sometimes, but a lot of times I just found that it was varying a lot between, like, 38 and 60, so I ended up just locking it at 40, and that that felt really good, because that's, you know, that's a good, nice middle ground. It's not as good as 60, but it's still good. I'd be curious about... um, well, when you when you tested it, did you play at all in the open world, or were you just doing the DLC stuff that's all basically indoors? Uh, primarily DLC. Now, the Batgirl one, I don't know if this would count or not, but the I Batgirl so. one is outside in like yeah. A, I mean th- that yeah that sort of semi openish. Right. Yeah. That that one's. I think that one has less going on, so it probably would have fewer issues. Because um, okay. from from what my memory serves, I mean. That one's not like in Gotham City proper, and it's more just kind of off in like a separate area when she's doing her own missions, like on a theme park or whatever it was, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's cool. Yeah, eventually I want to go through those games again. I want to go through all of them because they're fantastic, and of course playing them all on Steam Deck would be even better. Because mm-hmm. like um, I originally played Arkham Knight on on PC. In fact, that's the only place I've ever played it is on PC. And then I played uh, Arkham City Armored Edition on the Wii U. It was one of the very <laughs> first games I got, which was a fantastic version. I, don't, I doubt it runs well. I bet if I went back to it, it would be painful in how it runs. But 
I loved almost all of the features that they did, especially what they did with the gamepad. I thought that was really good. Mm -hmm. um, and then Arkham Knight, I played first on PS4 and then later on PC. Um, I think, I'm pretty sure actually, yeah, that it was like I got Arkham Knight on PC. Arkham City and Arkham Knight were both super cheap, you know, like 10 bucks a piece, which now you can get for even less. And so I bought them both and then I played them back to back or you know, played all the Arkham games back to back, including Origins. Uh, so yeah, anyway. Um, and there was something I was just going to comment on. Um, oh yes, Doom. So one thing that you'll find about Doom, number one, and I highly recommend this, is at least if you're playing in handheld mode, um, I mean, if you're playing on the Steam Deck itself, turn on gyro aiming. That will make a big difference in, in how it plays. Um, this, the second thing I want to say is, like, from watching your gameplay, obviously you were, at least the gameplay was still pretty early when all you had was just the, the pistol and, and the regular shotgun. Once you get the, uh, the, uh, the super shotgun, then it, it gets significantly better, and as you get different weapons and test them out, it gets better. Um, but if you're just if you're playing docked exclusively, mouse and keyboard. Do mouse and keyboard. It's so <laughs> much better that way. Um, I mean, like it controls well with with the uh, button controls and everything, but mouse and keyboard is just a hundred times better. And of course, you know. PC and even just Steam Deck, it runs so much better than it does on Switch. So, yeah. Um, but anyway, as far as what I've been playing this week, there's really only been two games. Um, the most obvious one, Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain. I've been um, playing quite a lot of that, at least when I've had time to play games. That's mostly what I've been playing. Um, I just realized with all the time I put into the game right now, which is probably like 40 hours, I want to say. I'd have to actually double check, but um, I hadn't even, I didn't realize that at, if I played further in the story that I would get to a completely new area. <laughs> and so, <laughs> like, because this one is more open world. Um, and so I just assumed that the whole thing was going to take place in this Afghanistan area where you where you uh, go after like you do the prologue mission um, and now I'm in Africa so um, I, I haven't gotten as much progress in it as I would like but I'm, I'm having such a good time with it that I don't really care too much um, but otherwise as you mentioned I've been playing some Doom 2016 and really I mostly did it because I wanted to do comparisons between the Switch and the Steam Deck um, so I I went ahead and just played through one of the later levels uh, because the Switch version I already had um, I've already completed that one fully years ago and um, on Steam I was up to a certain point in the story missions and hadn't gotten past that yet just because I hadn't played in a while um, so I went ahead and just played through that same mission first on the switch or, or you know first i did like a having both of them loading at the same time so you could get there's time comparisons and like the video that i did actually has the, the time it takes from the time you boot it up until it actually gets to the the menu and then a, another timer from the time that you start the mission to the time that it actually loads in 
and at least running both of them off of a micro SD card, it's not a significant difference in how long it takes. Um, it was like, I think 31 and a half seconds for the Steam Deck and like 35 seconds for the Switch, if I remember correctly. No, 35 seconds, 35.51 seconds for the Steam Deck, 36.25 seconds, or 36, yeah, 36.25 seconds for the Switch. So it's not much difference, not about, bad. not bad at all. Um, and then it's like, I think maybe a four second difference between them when it comes to actually loading into the level. So, uh, but once again, that's also just running off of the micro SD cards, which are much slower. I'm sure if I did it off of the SSD and the internal drive um, for the, or the internal storage for the Switch, respectively, it would probably be significantly faster, but I didn't have that much room on the Switch uh, drive, so I decided not to bother trying to, trying to play it from there, um, particularly since I only have it digitally, but, uh, but yeah, so I did a bunch of that and then I put up a video on my channel on Frozen Gamer 87 and it will probably be the first of many other ones um, other ones I have slated to test out um, currently there's Ghost Runner uh, Borderlands 2 and the pre-sequel um, Final Fantasy 12 The Zodiac Age Guacamelee 1 and 2. Probably more just 1 because I haven't played 2 yet. Um, I guess I might do the, the very beginning opening. Um, Hades. Um, probably the Bioshock games. Since I do have all three of those on both platforms. And I'm not sure what else. But anyway, there, there will be a variety of tests. It's just a matter of having the time to record um, for both both platforms and I'm definitely going to be doing that. I'll probably do some other comparisons too that are not specifically just Switch and Steam Deck. Uh, one thing that I really want to do after I get my physical copy is do a comparison between the Vita, the Steam Deck, and the Switch because they all have OLED screens for Persona 4 Golden because um, that was my first real, like, real exposure to an OLED screen was playing Persona 4 Golden and um, I've been a fan ever since, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, probably also, like, Final Fantasy X and ten two, since I have both of those on Vita and Switch. I want to do comparisons there. And then another one. Sorry, I'm, I'm just going off on a tangent <laughs> here. Um, which reminds me, Doom 2 and... Or, or not Doom. Diablo 2 and Diablo 3. Switch versus Steam Deck on those as well. And then... Um, Diablo 1, both on the Steam Deck and the 3DS, because I do have it on there. So it's it's um it's a it's a port that someone did for the 3DS. I mean, you, you have to do it with a modded 3DS, but um, you just have to have a legitimate copy because you need like the key information in order to um to install it. But yeah, yeah, you right. can you can you can run it and it looks and runs great. It even uses the C stick, surprisingly. But yeah, I'll I'll do that at some point as well. But yeah, that's that's uh basically it as far as what I have. That that's really all I played this past week. So 
Anything else? Um, no, no, I actually, like, what, oh man, I, I feel like I had a, okay, I'll, I'll probably come back to later, I feel like I had a question about something, uh, but oh. I, I can always come back on that. That does remind me, the one last thing that I, I forgot to mention last week about Beyond the Steel Sky was that the game, for some reason, I mean, I'm guessing it's just because of the way the game was designed, it only runs at 15 frames per second. But that's just, that's the way the game's designed. I mean, it's a point and click, so it doesn't really matter. You know, there's no, like, you know, time-sensitive things, so it's not really an issue. But that was the one thing I meant to mention last week, and I couldn't remember what it was. And then I realized after the fact that I just completely forgot to come back to it. So, anyway. Complete side note. We'll move <laughs> on. Alright, so let's talk about some news. So PlayStation has demonstrated this week, twice, how it is that the all-digital future is uh, quite dangerous, and why it is that we've been so hesitant about it in so many cases. Now, um, I do want to say before I get into that, just very briefly, I did find they did actually release the pricing for The Last of Us Part Two Remastered, and it's not $70.00. For a brand new copy, it's just 50 which is better. I still think you shouldn't buy it, but it's better than than the $70. So at least there's that. Uh, but anyway, back to the other topic here. So the first thing that came up... You have to excuse me for just a moment here. So uh, Sony uh, announced this past week that PlayStation users are going to lose access to any digital uh, TV shows, movies, well, actually, I guess it's probably pretty much all TV shows, but anything that uh, was published by Discovery. So, like, a lot of, it's going to be a lot of reality TV, educational shows, things like Mythbusters and Cake Boss and um, all sorts of other random things, but there's literally a list of hundreds of different shows that uh, at the end of the year PlayStation is going to completely be removing them from their library. So even if they purchased the shows they will be removed from their libraries meaning that they will no longer have access to them. And I'm not sure if there is a way if like someone could download these things and then save them externally or if you basically have to have a modded PlayStation in order to be able to keep those things. And there's no even telling how many people are actually going to be affected by this. But it still sucks. <laughs> I could I could imagine that if, if someone was like just all about buying digital TV shows and everything else, and they, they like some of these, these TV shows, because some of them are great. Like, I love Mythbusters. I'm a huge fan of Mythbusters. I have uh, 10 seasons on DVD which I'm glad I bought them on DVD. <laughs> um, but they, uh, yeah, this sucks. And um, we'll, we'll get into the other digital issue uh, after we cover this, but uh, your thoughts on this? It's, it, it's definitely something that you and I, just because we've been, you know, buying physical DVDs and Blu-rays, we, this is the reason why we do this because of the fact that 
this stuff can happen and has happened before. I mean, this isn't the first time, even even outside of Sony. This happened with Amazon, where a woman said that a show that she had bought, or it was either a show or a movie she had bought on digitally off of Amazon, they removed that from her account. And the thing with also with this is the fact that, based on everything we know so far, it's not even like Sony is going to be offering any sort of refund. So mm-hmm. the fact that people have right. spent, even depending on how much money you spent, if you bought, I don't know, five seasons of a show, if you bought multiple shows, if you, that adds up, especially if, say you just bought you bought it at full retail price. Mm-hmm. So say, I don't know what what the cost would probably, but say for for the sake of argument, it's thirty dollars for a whole season. Right. If you bought five seasons, that's one hundred fifty dollars down the drain because right. of the fact that it's being removed. Mm-hmm. And one thing which you mentioned about if people could say download it uh, to an external drive and save it that way. Maybe, maybe not. Um, I know people did that with, oh gosh, uh, PT playable trailer uh, for the uh, yeah. Silent Hills game mm-hmm. that was on PS4. And they were able to do that even though the game was removed from their accounts. Mm-hmm. But if, but I'm guessing that maybe somehow, perhaps there might be some sort of DRM. If that is the case, right. then. Even if they back, even if they try to archive it, because there's the DRM in there, they're, they're it's gonna be pretty much for naught unless they mm-hmm. can find a way to bypass the DRM. Right. So, I think that this is a very horrible situation just because of the fact that you're losing your media, mm-hmm. you're losing stuff that you bought. It's one thing to say, it's it's one thing if the if Discovery just delisted it, mm-hmm. that's fine because right. that happens like for example on Steam. Yep. Games get delisted, but at the same time, if you already bought the game uh, or you already added it to your account, it's there. You can always come back later and mm-hmm. download it and play it. But this is completely different. This is a completely ball game altogether, and this is something that I think is is horrible in the long run because you don't you do not own your your media, which is right. again why you should buy outright buy. Uh, buy dvds buy blu-rays so that way you truly own it mm-hmm. and only other option is you know and it really you know pushes the incentive saying well if we don't own what we buy then what's the point of doing that when we could just you know sail the seven seas for example right so the, the, the sony needs to actually come out and make a statement about this and address the elephant in the room because this this I feel like I mean it's not gonna do a whole lot of damage in the long run. I feel that a lot of people are just gonna say it's no big deal. Who buys TV shows for a game console? We buy it to play games. Right. But if this blows over, we could see something like this happen again and it, yeah. it probably most likely will happen again. Yeah. That's that, that's my take on it though. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean the thing is is that it's not just the fact that these specific shows are being lost because you know it may not even affect that many people but the reality is that it's a precedent it's it's the start of something it's basically showing this is the kind of thing that's going to happen if you if you just buy everything digitally you will have these things come up and some companies are better about setting things up for that than others and there are ways around it even without piracy um like for example 
um, some something that I did is, you know, like right before the Nintendo uh, eShop for the 3DS and Wii U closed, I bought a bunch of 3DS games, a ton of them, because I, I believe that I should actually purchase the game if I have the ability to do so. At least, I should say, if I have the ability to purchase it to where it's going, the money is going to go to the people who created the game. You know, go go to the developers, etc., etc. It's like in that situation, yes, absolutely. I believe you should go ahead and purchase if you if you can. And the great thing is, because I modded my 3DS, I was able to not only um, download all these games to an to a larger micro SD card, which had more room. Um, I have access to the uh, to basically a, a shop that where they they've archived everything that was originally on the eShop, so everything's been preserved in a way that if you modded your 3DS, you can still have access to all these things. And I'm I mean I'm only basically just downloading things I've, I've purchased, but um, then I've also been able to back up all my physical games to my 3DS. So I do have digital copies, but I still have my physical copies too. So that preservation is there. I own these things, and as long as I mean, even if someone were to figure out a way to shut down this unofficial version of the eShop, which I don't know, I mean, well, I shouldn't put it past Nintendo because Nintendo probably would do everything they could to shut it down. <laughs> but even if they did, I'm sure that someone else would have all this stuff backed up to where they could just bring up another one. And then Nintendo would have a hard time being able to shut that down too. But it's like, you know, they're going to they're gonna take this stuff away they're going to make it impossible for people to give them money, then I think it's completely justified to go ahead and and get these things. Um, but yeah, with, with, with all these shows, I will say, if you if you have bought shows that were that are made by Discovery, um, first thing you need to do is get some download every single one of them while you still can, back them up somewhere, and then mod your PS3. Just mod it or find a way, find another way that you can play it. Modding it is probably going to be the easiest thing to do. I haven't tried doing it myself with my PS3, but I think that that would probably be the most efficient way to be able to keep everything without having to worry about DRM erasing everything. Uh, but you still should have it backed up in some form or another. If you want to keep these things that you paid for previously, that's how you have to do it. And, you know, do what you can to keep your stuff. Either way, it sucks. And something that was even worse that happened this week, which so far, at least as far as I know, has not yet received an actual explanation for it, is that uh, a bunch of people, like I think hundreds of people at least, maybe even thousands of people, randomly had their accounts suspended permanently. Or, well, at least it was... Um, Sony, I mean, the, the notification they got said that they received a permanent suspension for violating the terms of service. No explanation of what they did wrong. No no chance to appeal it. Nothing. But, although we have yet to get an official explanation why, which we might have it by the time this podcast comes out, um, as of the time of this recording... They have not explained what happened. They did restore everyone's accounts who were who were banned, uh, who who had their accounts suspended. 
But the main, the biggest issue with this is that basically it made it so that all these people, all these digital purchases, they no longer had access to because their accounts got suspended. And that is another problem with this digital future. It's like, I, I like, like, like you pointed out, you know, they wonder why people resort to piracy and it's because of things like this. Now, I still, once again, I firmly believe that if you have the ability to buy a game legitimately and you're not just buying it from a reseller who's charging an arm and a leg, you know, way over, over charging for something that you should do that. But if they don't give you the option to purchase it anymore, or they essentially steal everything that you purchased. I mean, I, I don't care if their terms of service says that they can ban you for saying something that they consider to be racist or what have you. Um, you know, so, something that they consider to be offensive, bullying, who knows what. You know, people joshing around and, and insulting each other while they're chatting. You know, it's like... I mean, it's the internet. What do you expect? <laughs> and a lot of times, you know, people who are friends will will make fun of each other. And then, you know, they set it up right now to where people can get banned for simply, uh, I mean, that someone can report another person during a chat session. And because Sony is basically keeping all this stuff recorded to to a certain extent. Um, they can find that information, they follow up on the reporting, and then they can ban your account for that. And it's stupid. And it's just more of this cancel culture BS. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I'm, I'm going like, to let you talk now, so go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I guess just addressing the, the, the incident itself, I kind of feel like it's just some sort of bug Probably. but I, it's I, it's a very serious bug that really needs to be mm -hmm. uh, addressed because banning people randomly in such a wide scale too it's not even just something like that because I even when the article that you shared someone who was waiting was number 265 and that was waiting in line because other people were going through the same thing so it's 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 serious enough that it really needs to be looked into but to go back to what this all entails as far as with DRM, yeah, there's no reason why you should lose access to your entire library of digital games mm. just because you were banned. It's, I mean, yes, if you got banned, and granted, if you got banned for a ridiculous reason, mm. I, I mean, you shouldn't have been banned, yeah, I, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not discarding that, but the fact that if you get banned... Regardless of why you got banned, you should still be able to play the games that you bought because you still, at the end of the day, paid for them, so they should be yours to do with them whatever you want with them. Uh, but, I mean, granted, if it's an online game, then, yeah, obviously you're not going to be able to do much with that. But for single-player games, yes, you should still be able to go ahead and play them. So, the fact that your account... The fact that your game's being tied to the account is a very... You know, it, it's 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 kind of it's a it's a bit scary to think about the fact that you could lose it, and to a degree, um, I mean, I I have enough faith in Valve 
to not do anything like this. But that's another reason why I sort of double dip and buy games off of GOG, because I want to have, you know, that extra assurance that in the event that something ever happened with Steam, I still have games on GOG that I bought, um, especially even if I don't have all of the games that I, or I don't wouldn't necessarily have all the games because they're not, they haven't been brought over to GLG, mm-hmm. but the games that I bought on Steam, I know that for some of them, I still ha- would have access to them even if something happens uh, on Steam. So, I, I just think that the fact that your games are, t- are tied to your standing with the company is 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 isn't isn't very comforting uh, to say the least and yeah uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it, it's not good at all yeah it's that whole social credit score from china coming our way mm-hmm. yay <laughs> it's it's times like these grateful to not have my assurance in the governments of the world <laughs> and all of that so all right. Um, any other thoughts on that before we move on to the next topic? No, sir. All right. So, Capcom. After the success of the remakes for Resident Evil 2, 3, and 4, has said that they're planning to do even more Resident Evil remakes. Now, um, I have never really played the Resident Evil games. Um, I did end up buying the ones on 3DS before the eShop closed down because $3 a piece. So I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll pay for that. Three bucks a piece? Heck yeah. <laughs> Especially because they're games that actually like push the 3DS. Like They look good for, for 3DS games. And they use the 3D really well and all that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, looking at, looking at the remakes at least, it's very clear that they're very high quality um they uh they're much more impressive than like the remake of the last of us which i mean the original version of the last of us already looked good so it it, they didn't have to upgrade it as much whereas you know the original resident evil one through three were all on the playstation one um and i think i know two was on on N64. I can't remember if 3 was as well. Probably not. But, um, and then of course 4 was originally GameCube, PS2, Wii, um, and then got remasters later on. But, um, yeah, your thoughts? I, I guess I shouldn't have been surprised, uh, to hear this. I'm, I guess, a bit skeptical, uh, about why they would I mean of course at the end of the day money but I I don't know I'm kind of in a camp where I feel that not everything needs to get a remake mm-hmm. um, if a game holds up well and still is you know still pl- controls well mm-hmm. I don't think it necessarily needs a remake I mean personally I was in the camp where I saw Resident Evil 4 and thought the game's fine I don't see a need for it to have a remake mm-hmm. um so I don't necessarily know what they would even try to remake. I know people have said Code Veronica is mm-hmm. one. Um, yeah. That's definitely one. Uh, Resident Evil Zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was only on, I think, the Dreamcast and then 
it got a port to the GameCube before being remastered years later. Mm-hmm. That's another one they could do. People have said Resident Evil 1, but technically Resident Evil 1 already got a remake when it was remade for the GameCube right. uh, and then just HD remake. So, I, I don't know. A remake of a remake uh, is, is a bit odd to me. Um, that's never been, happened before, to my knowledge. But, uh, I don't know. And, and if you did if you tried to do resident evil 5 that game came out on the ps3 are we really remaking ps3 games like that was just a couple generations ago and that was on hd consoles i, yeah. I mean i i don't know i i'm i'm still in, I'll, I'll see what they do i'll see which titles they want to remake i'm also want to make sure that you know the quality is there because a lot of people were not happy about the fact that Resident Evil 3 remake had content that was cut out from the original mm. game so there was less content in a remake than in the actual original game which you would think should be the opposite you would get more content out of a game yeah. if it's remade so I'll see what happens on that end and I'll also see what games they actually do decide to remake if it's something that was way older and didn't have any sort of remaster or remake before I'll, I'll look at that with skepticism if it's something that's newer I, I really don't see a reason to do that because it's a newer game I mean are we really at the point now where we're just remaking and remastering games that came out a generation or two ago yeah uh, that's that that's just odd to me but we'll, we'll see what happens with there because they the fact that they say they want to make more sounds of us applying they at least want to they at least have ideas for three games and so yeah. what three games will those be that that's where i stand well they could always take um like the um what you call them um the ones that were on 3ds the uh mm. what, mercenaries like, and Mer- revelations revelations that's the ones i was thinking of yeah revelations they could they could remake those. I mean I mean the HD remasters don't look bad, but I mean those ones could potentially use a facelift and all that. I don't know. Um, I will say though that back in the day, back be, you know uh, when dinosaurs roamed the earth and um, <laughs> the newest systems that we had were the PS2 and the Xbox and the GameCube. I I was hoping that. Uh, Square Soft, yeah, I guess it was still Square Soft at the time, would remake Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9 for the PS2. So I, w- I was certainly part of the problem <laughs> back then, but I was also a kid, and um, I mean, I wouldn't have been mad at it for sure. I, well, I would have well, been that, stoked that's about also, it. Well, also back then, the generational leaps were larger that's than true. today. Yeah, it, w- it was a big a big leap there not quite as big as ps2 to ps3 but it still was a pretty significant leap at least with a lot of the games some games during that generation were not much of a leap um especially some of the early ones like like i tried playing dark cloud at one point and i mean yeah it does technically look better than a ps1 game but not by much (laughs) and you have like (laughs) knights of the old republic which granted there was no uh, Xbox before the original Xbox to compare it to, but that one did not hold up well visually. Whereas you have like 
Squaresoft when they did Final Fantasy X, which looked really good at the time and still, for the most part, holds up reasonably well. I mean, it's not, like, great, but, you know, you can you compare Final Fantasy X to Knights of the Old Republic and the character models are so much better than Final Fantasy X. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it came out before Knights of the Old Republic. Granted, it was much less deep of a game. Um... Knights of the Old Republic had had a lot going on, a lot more dialogue and dialogue trees in the good and evil system. And anyway, that's that's going off on a side tangent. Um, but speaking of games that have a uh, a long history, we have Grand Theft Auto Six got its reveal trailer. Um, originally, it was scheduled to come out Tuesday morning. On December 5th, is that, is that right? Yeah, December 5th. It was supposed to come out yesterday, Tuesday, December 5th. And it got leaked on Monday in part. Just basically like a low-quality version of the trailer. So Rockstar said, you know, screw it. We're, since it got leaked, we're <laughs> going to give you the real trailer. Go watch this on YouTube. So they put up the official reveal trailer. And I'm not going to have a lot of thoughts about it. Um, so, But I'll, I'll go ahead and let you take this first. What, what, what did you think of the trailer? Um, yeah, I mean, I I guess the biggest thing to me was the fact that it's re- being re- it's slated to release in 2025, which, mm-hmm. personally speaking, based on, I guess, how much radio silence we've had about the game and its development, I honestly would have expected something a little later than that. So that's actually surprising to me. Sure, it's, what, I mean, granted, we're at the end of the year, but a year away a little more than a year away from 2025 so mm-hmm. that's i think that's relatively soon um outside of that i really don't have too much to say i haven't really played many gta games i mm-hmm. only one that i really played a little bit was of five when i was borrowing a friend's xbox and just played it because it was already downloaded on the system mm-hmm. uh i don't have too much personal history with the series or All anything right. like that so I mean, the trailer looks nice. I mean, it's cinematic, so I wouldn't necessarily know what how the game looks, uh, how that goes, and mm-hmm. that's something that we would have to see more information about, see some mm-hmm. gameplay footage and whatnot. But it it seems decent from what I've seen uh, so far. Yeah, definitely. Um, of course, the trailer like visually looked great. Um, it definitely seemed like it still maintained a good amount of the satire and everything that uh, Grand Theft Auto is well known for. So hopefully they will maintain that and um, keep doing what they what they've done so well and not bow to um, try trying to be too modern in their takes on everything. Let's just say um, I've only ever really played Grand Theft Auto Four. I played that pretty heavily on PC. Um, that was actually the game that convinced me to get an Xbox controller for PC was because I tried playing that with a PS3 controller uh, through Bluetooth and uh, because it, and I had to like do some workarounds to get it to work but the way it did things it made it so that none of my other Bluetooth devices worked that was the only <laughs> device I could work with that so I ended up just giving up on trying to use my PS3 controller and got myself an Xbox 360 controller and since then, I've bought an Xbox controller every gen and use it on PC mostly. Um, but yeah, the 
I mean, visually, it looks great. It, um... I think that the game, the final game will look very much like that. Uh, just based on Red Dead Redemption 2, because Red Dead Redemption 2 has very similar uh, level of quality for their visuals, and just Rockstar is... They're really masters of their craft. Like, I, I have to say, they legitimately are. I did not play 5 at all, and I don't really have an interest, but they know how to push the hardware and how to make it sing as much as possible. Now, granted, I do not think they're going to be getting 60 frames per second out of this on consoles unless they're either using, like, um, I mean, heavily using things like FSR and whatnot, which doesn't even really help that much with performance, but they heavily use it. They could potentially get 60 frames per second. Um... But I don't even think right now that like Red Dead Redemption 2 gets 60 on uh, PS5 and Xbox Series X. So I don't know. But th their games are, are too, usually really well optimized. I mean, the fact that this thing, that Red Dead Redemption 2 runs as well as it does on the Steam Deck basically says enough. I mean, like that game runs better on Steam Deck than Red Dead Redemption 1 runs on Steam Deck. And that's, of course, just because Red Dead Redemption 1 isn't on PC. So. <laughs> <laughs> Though, if it, if it ever did actually make its way over to Steam, which I could almost see happening just to spite the people who bought it on, on PS4 or um, the Switch, uh, then we'll probably easily get 90 frames per second out of it on the Steam Deck. So... All right, but any other thoughts on that topic? Uh, no, although I, I guess I will stay, say the one last thing I'll sort of add is the fact that uh, w with games being delayed uh, these days, I mean, not saying that it always happens, but we'll see if any sort of delay does actually happen as we get closer to 2025 and see if it gets bumped back by maybe a year or two. I don't think it'll be quite that long because it has been 10 years since Grand Theft Auto V originally came out on the PS3 and 360. Oh, I do want to note uh, Grand, Theft, Grand Theft Auto VI is not coming to PC at launch. Which, honestly, I'm not surprised by that, but I'll just say in advance that um, unless that changes, if you want to buy it on PC, just wait for the PC version. Don't, don't even bother buying it on the current consoles, even if you're, I mean, unless you're just absolutely desperate and you feel like you have nothing else to play, which you might on, on consoles. Um, but if you have a PC, just wait. Because if you want to get it on PC, you might as well wait, and then you'll get the better version that runs better and everything else. So, who knows? Might even run on the Steam Deck. We'll see. <laughs> I mean, hey, if they can get it to run on the Series S, I think they can probably get it to run on the Steam Deck. That's my opinion. Alright, so, do we want to try covering anything about this whole bungee situation, or do we want to just skip past that and, or give a TLDR of it? What do you think? I mean, at the very least, at the very least, we could do a TLDR, if not do the whole thing. I think okay. we could do that. Alright, so, let's just kind of give, um, a, basically a brief update. So... Of course, we previously talked about the layoffs with Bungie and all of that. 
the short version of what has come out recently from people who work at Bungie is that the environment has been pretty miserable and that the it seems that the reason why these layoffs happened is because if Bungie did not start laying people off and cutting costs in other areas, uh, which unfortunately did not include executive compensation because they're <laughs> apparently not that kind of company. That's great to hear. Um, that Sony, ba that basically Sony would be taking over. And so then even though Bungie is owned by Sony, they've been independent up to this point. And if Sony takes over, they could lose that independence and basically become exclusive to Sony, potentially. Now, none of that's confirmed, but it seems like that that's pretty likely that that's what would happen if Sony actually took over completely and uh, if Bungie stopped being completely independent. So... Uh, your thoughts? Uh, I, I think that while getting an explanation as to why all of these cuts have happened is, I, I it's I, I dare I don't even want to say understandable. I can see why it's happened. I don't agree with the reason with it being happening, especially with as you mentioned, higher ups not getting any sort of salary cut, despite the fact that. Nearly everything else has gotten a cut from employee benefits, from bonuses, from people getting laid off to uh, outsourcing, uh, especially with the Q&A. Um, mm. The fact that they're trying to do literally everything but uh, skim a little off the top from the higher ups and then having the audacity to say the, uh, that they're not that kind of company to do that sort of thing. Almost, I and I and I, I, I don't know if they if they feel like being independent would be better. I guess as far as having the, the ability to publish games on other systems uh, outside of PlayStation mm. would be best, or if it's something that they want. But I almost just out of spite for the people who are making these decisions, I almost want them to be bought out or completely taken over by Sony just because clearly they're treating all of the employees pretty poorly. Um, the fact that people are stressed coming to work, people that they've said that they're not certain if their friends or even themselves are safe uh, because mm. at any time someone could be laid off. Uh, yeah. The the management, it, it really just, just comes down to management, which we've discussed before, that management... Even with the, even if I were to believe that their that their intentions are, they just want to stay independent. Uh, I really feel like it's them trying to just save their own skin because if someone came in, they would be out of a job. Which you know, in a sense, well, how how is the uh, shoe feel being on their foot now? Right. Uh, since that's how the people underneath you have been feeling. Uh, It, 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 they were. Uh, I feel like if they, I, I understand trying to cut costs, um, to do what you can to stay afloat. But you know, I also don't. And, and of course, you know, they're still also trying to do marathon. They're trying to put out the newest, uh, newest expansion for Destiny Two, 
which they really are trying to nail. Uh, but with cutting out so many people, with doing all of these things, will that really in the long run actually help you out though? Uh, if Because if you're riding on these two projects, if you cut out all of the workforce, is will won't that just lower the quality of the two projects you're working on? Right. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's a lot to say here, and I don't want to get any more into it than I already have in previous episodes. I just, you know, although at first I I was kind of thinking, okay, yeah, I want them to stay independent because I want their games to remain multi-platform. Even though more likely than not, it probably wouldn't affect PC because PlayStation seems to be willing to keep putting stuff on PC, so they probably just keep the stuff there. And it might not even affect, like, Destiny 2 being on Xbox because, you know, deals are already in place, but um, in some ways I actually almost wouldn't mind it if Sony completely took over Bungie because then they would get rid of these people who are, you know, refusing to essentially take responsibility for their poor decisions. So, anyway, I'm not going to get more into that. Um, so, what we are going to do now is we're going to stop here, and then we're going to come back after the Game Awards have aired and start talking about all of the announcements that happened at the Game Awards whether they were really interesting or not. So we're going to stop here, and when we come back, it'll be the Game Awards will have already aired. All right, so the Game Awards just aired, and there have definitely been some standout announcements. Um, do you have anything specific that stood out to you, or do you want me to get started? I guess you can get started, and I'll just follow after you with the announcements that were revealed because oh boy all right so stellar blade this was previously revealed as a playstation i, I believe it well i think it wasn't originally a playstation exclusive but then it became playstation exclusive this was a while ago uh but at the game awards they revealed that the main character received a redesign and they, they very specifically stated why. It was to avoid the male gaze. And following the consultation of Sweet Baby Incorporated, is now an obese single mother who is a strong, independent woman and needs no man. But even though she is obese and a single mother and no longer the curvy, attractive Asian woman, she, if you aren't, um, although she's obese now and they are trying to avoid the male gaze, if you are not attracted to her, you are a bigot. And they very specifically said that in this reveal. So, what are your thoughts on this? Oh, I mean, I feel like the Game Awards, for just because of how the Game Awards have been going uh, these past uh, several years, I feel like this is the, definitely the type of announcement that fits with the overall theme. Uh, it's kind of sad to see something like this happen, but, you know, these things have happened. Uh, it's, it seems like these things will, are continuing to happen. I, obviously, I, I mean, I feel like I might skip this, but you know what? I 
I'll, I'll, I'll probably just, you know, just already get cancelled off of this, you know, just because I'm gonna be a bigot for not wanting to play this game, but I'm sorry, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I just, I just can't play this. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's like, okay, alright, um, that's all I have to say. <laughs> All right. Um, do, do you have any anything you want to point out before I bring up my next next thing? Uh, I, I no no no. I I, th I think I think you can bring up your your next thing. All right. So uh, Sony revealed that there are three more remasters on the way soon. Uh, God of War Ragnarok remastered. The Last of Us Part One remastered. <laughs> And Horizon Zero Dawn remastered. All of them feature upscaled 8K graphics, path ray tracing, HDR, and run at 24 frames per second in performance mode. <laughs> 15 frames per second in fidelity mode, or at balanced mode, you get 20 FPS. The reason that they made this decision is because they wanted the best possible visuals, but they don't want to sacrifice that cinematic feel. So, that that's what they decided to go for. And, of course, you can't turn off the path ray tracing unless you're playing in either fidelity... Or, I'm sorry, unless you're playing in performance mode, and even then you still have ray tracing, just not path ray tracing. And it's still an 8K, or upscaled 8K. Um... All of these also will include a new difficulty mode called Give Me a Movie Difficulty Mode, <laughs> where the game plays out entirely as a movie and contains no actual combat by the player, just walking and boating sections, so there's no danger of dying. And um, after this announcement came out, it, uh, PlayStation fanboys were already in full force defending it, even with the $80 price tag for each game. <laughs> So I your thoughts? I, I really can't see how they are going to defend this. Uh, I also can't see why Sony would yet again release these games. They put these games over. We still don't have Bloodborne. We still don't have Bloodborne. We got these games a third time. But we don't get Bloodborne. You know, there are so many injustices in this world. And not getting Bloodborne is one of them. We aren't getting this game, and in uh, $80, you know, after you had the nerve to give Sony credit for for releasing Last of Us Part 2 remastered for $50, they came around and then released this for $80. That's... Yeah, and, and it's like, so so The Last of Us has had more, uh, more remasters and remakes even without this, then it has had actual new games. Oh, gosh. Because The Last of Us got a remaster on PS4 from the PS3 version. And then it also got a... I mean, that, then... then so, so you had The Last of Us. Then you had The Last of Us Remastered. Then you had The Last of Us Part 2. Then you had The Last of Us Part 1, which is supposed to be a remake. 
and now you ha- and then you have the last of us part two remastered and then you have the last of us part one remastered so they remastered the remake <laughs> for a game called the last of us i don't see the end of it. i don't see i don't see the, where the last is i mean oh and and then god of war ragnarok just came out last year and it's already getting a remaster but oh. it's gonna be 8k because mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I always saw all these. I'm not even 8K. You said you mentioned it was upscaled 8K. Well, yes, but, I like, mean, uh, but but they can put 8K on the box. That's the main thing. Just like they did with the PS4 Pro for the 4K. Why don't they just need to just focus on one thing and stop trying to do all this stuff, make fancy buzzwords, just like. Just give us a solid thing. Just give us something that can be worked with. I mean, uh, in cinematic 24 FPS, and it's gonna be it's gonna be literally cinematic because you're just watching the cutscenes, no interaction whatsoever. Just well, that's only on give me a movie difficulty. I mean, they they, they still they still have at least in God of War they still have give me God of War, which is excruciatingly difficult, and. I mean, this is this has been there since uh, at least since uh, God of War 2018, and it's like I I I tried it for like five minutes on at the very beginning of the game. Like, I, no, I can't do this. <laughs> Normal's good <laughs> enough for me. That's that's hard enough for me. I I'm not going any higher than that. Um, but yeah. So so but then they did add the new give me. A movie difficulty because previously the lowest difficulty was give me a story and now it's give me a movie <sighs> I, I, I mean really they could just call it game journalist mode um, <laughs> game journalist difficulty mode but give me a movie that that's less uh, on the nose so yeah yeah it, it, it's it's more inclusive okay yeah. don't want to exclude the game journalist that's right all right. Uh, any any other um, things that stood out? Any anything else that stood out to you before I get on to my next one? Uh, one thing that uh, sort of stood out to me is the fact that once again, Metroid Prime Four has been officially delayed and is changing studios yet again. Uh, oh, yeah, they went a- after. After Nintendo was going to directly do it, uh, they said, hey, we're not doing this anymore. We're going to can this off to Retro Studios. Retro Studios, and I don't even remember when the last time they... It at least was two years ago when... I think it was, 20, was yeah, it was 2021, I remember. Yeah, yeah, two years ago. So now it's being passed off yet again. And this time... Uh, what, what was the name of that studio that they handed it off to uh it was shoot it, it, it oh yeah never mind it, i thought it was gonna be a, i thought it was a smaller studio now for whatever reason they're handing it off to Oops. wait a minute uh wait it was the company that made oh gosh Oh gosh, the it's 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 the it's the name of the it's the studio that made that uh 
they did that poor uh, remaster of, of the game. I can't remember what it was called. But uh, anyway, they handed off to a studio that has done poor. <laughs> that, 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 that's taking their sweet time. It's, um. Oh gosh. I, I, I had I the name of the studio written down, but for some reason. But either way, the point is the fact that the game's being delayed yet again, and Nintendo's acting like not, like there's no problem with it, and I, I, I don't know. It's just, I, I really want the game to hurry up and come out, because I by the, t the fact that we have GTA 6 come out before Metroid Prime 4, we're probably going to have uh, Sky, not Skyrim, Elder Scrolls 6 come out too before that game. Well, you forgot to mention the other the other side of it, though, because there's there's sort of some good news related to the Metroid. I mean, yes, of course, it switched studios yet again and uh, got delayed to 2028, which, you know, at least <laughs> as of right now, that's the tentative date. Uh, but they did announce that they're going to do both Metroid Other M2, uh, which will be released next year, and uh, that really this is intended to fill the gap. So it's like, hey, um... All right. Well, it's it is technically a Metroid game. Other M what? Other M wasn't terrible. The it wasn't was, terrible. The, 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 oh. the story was bad. The gameplay was fine. I liked the game. Good. Yes. Um, but then, uh, you know, they they didn't mention anything about Prime Two or Three getting a remaster, but they did uh, tease that Federation Force Two is coming. We don't. Okay. The fact that we have Federation Force Two come before Metroid Prime 4 is a sin, <laughs> okay? Uh, I, I mean, they did it, also they, they, they didn't accept any of the feedback that went into the first game, which really, really just ruffles my feathers. And, uh, you know, I will, I won't even call it Federation Force. I will continue with what I've called it before, Federation Farce, because that's all that it <laughs> is. Uh, it is a Metroid in name only. Uh, we do not accept this game. I will never touch. I, I will never touch the first game. Uh, that game will stay far away from me and my collection because I don't want to taint it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be willing to give other M2 a shot. I'll be willing to do that at least because, as you mentioned, the gameplay for other M actually was decent. Even the story was. Just a watered-down, poor version of Fusion. Uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll give that a shot. And because I'm that much of a fanboy, I'm actually going to be buying several copies. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just that sad of a person. But yeah. Yeah, I, I got Other M for $6. Many years after the fact. I found it at a thrift store for $6. And it was one that I had been interested in checking out just to see how it was i gave it a fair chance and i 100 percented it i enjoyed it enough i did not like the voice acting for samus i thought it was terrible but mm -hmm. the the gameplay was was pretty good uh, i mean i wasn't a huge fan of switching back and forth between first and i mean between third and first person i kind of wish it had just been one or the other but it still wasn't a bad game i enjoyed it overall but um, I, I do have um, some other Nintendo-related announcements, if, unless you have something else. Go right ahead. So an another thing that came up at the Game Awards, 
I mean, this is actually both Nintendo and Xbox. Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts Remastered. Shadow dropped on Game Pass at 4K 120 frames per second. It also shadow dropped on the Switch. And they didn't they didn't mention specifically what it was targeting uh, during the trailer, but Digital Foundry has since checked it out since it dropped, and it targets doesn't often hit 480p <laughs> and 30 frames per second. And a sequel is planned for 2024. It will be developed by Blind Squirrel, which is best known for their port of WWE 2K18 on Switch, which was a disaster and was one of the worst ports to ever grace the Switch or stain the Switch or whatever you want to say. So, I, I mean, like, I've never played Nuts and Bolts, but I've always heard it's terrible. So I don't understand why they did this. I, I mean, the fact that even years later, I mean, technically, I mean, I don't see a reason as to why not, but they could have made Banjo 3E right. this time, but they didn't do it. Uh, yeah, they, they, they did a remaster of Nuts and Bolts, and they're doing a sequel to Nuts and Bolts. Being developed uh, by not such a great studio. We've got Nuts and Bolts, but they've got Screws Loose. I mean, I don't I, I don't know. That, you know, they they didn't announce the official title, but it wouldn't surprise me if Screws Loose oh, would gosh. be there. Oh, gosh. They, they would do that. <laughs> Banjo-Kazooie Screws they Loose. Would do I, I think we have the title for this week's episode. Banjo-Kazooie Screws Loose. <laughs> oh, they, they... I don't know. Like, who? Yet again, this is another case of who asked for this? No one asked for this game, but they made it. They could have done a lot of things. Uh, and I mean, Rare put out some good games. Now, of course, Nets and Bolts wasn't one of them, but they put out some good games. Why not ask them to put out some good games again? I mean, shoot, we could have gotten anything else. We could have gotten... Well, I mean, they're still supposedly working on Perfect Dark uh, sequel, remake, or whatever it's supposed to be. But instead, we're weighing on that getting Banjo-Kazooie remake and uh, also the remaster and also Switch getting that beautiful not even cinematic I guess you could say uh, CRT <laughs> 4080p Ooh. what a time to be alive indeed yep uh, but there was another uh, a Switch game that actually uh, Shadow dropped during the Game Awards. And this was actually uh, an one what would be considered an impossible port, and that was Grand Theft Auto V Remastered. Um, this also was analyzed by Digital Foundry, and uh, it primarily runs at 240p in docked mode and 144p in handheld mode. All with that beautiful Vaseline smear. So, Ugh. extra blurry, but an it, and on, I mean, I will give Rockstar credit. It only launched for $39.99. <laughs> Instead of charging a full 60. But well, yeah, I, Grand Theft Auto V Remastered on the Switch. And it's there now. It's there. It's there. I mean, I guess the one thing you could say that's positive about it is the fact that... Un unlike 
the portal version you'll actually uh, the, P the playstation portal version you can actually still play this one the goal uh that's true it, it plays better than the portal version when you're not connected to the, to the internet so that's a plus yeah and you know infamous nintendo fanboy Harmon smith has already been praising this oh, after, after all the all the trash he's talked about grand theft auto He's excited about Grand Theft Auto V coming to Switch and saying that it's the superior version. Yep, yep, of course he would. Uh, that guy, really, uh, he's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, like, I've seen lots of Nintendo fanboys, but none of them are as bad as him. None of them. Because, because most of them are, like, they're just... They just love the Switch to the point where they'll ignore all of its faults. But he's, like, constantly trashing other uh, actual, like, good games, well-made games and everything else. Anyway, that's... Uh, every time I, I see one of the Fanboy Salt videos about him... I hesitate to watch it because I just can't stand the guy. <laughs> but the salt, the salt videos are good. I like those. Those are fun. So. Now, there's going to be plenty of salt on Friday, for sure. So, um, I do, I do still have um, a couple more things that stood out to me from the game awards. So, uh, you got anything else? Uh no 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 i think i think everything that really stood out to me actually no there there's one thing here that uh really took me by surprise and i know that it's going to cause a lot of fanboys going on and that is that scalebound has been revived and this time it is a complete exclusive for the playstation 5 uh this time you know platinum said after what happened with Microsoft, they said, screw you, Microsoft, we're going over to PlayStation, and it, it's coming back now. Um, this time, however, what they did is they've changed things, so instead of, you know, having a, uh, a giant action, you know, with uh, just that typical Platinum Games flair, now it's, instead of being sort of like a hack and slash game with dragons, it's being brought back as a third-person action game over the shoulder with some stealth mechanics. Uh, so this time, As uh, you're going to be playing with your dragon, uh, who's going to be, you know, just there to give you some quips every now and then. But, you know, it's really all... The dragon's there in the background, but, you know, you're going to be going around uh, attacking your enemies. But you also make sure you got to snap to cover, you know, when those action segments, because, you know, we... Can't, you can't just go around you know, trying to pull out some good combos. You just gotta you know, play it safe. So, <sighs> yeah. Well, you, you forgot to mention that the protagonist is now like a ten-year-old, uh, ten-year-old girl, and that uh, she's constantly swearing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's how ten-year-olds talk yeah. these days. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, you know, obviously, but you know. Uh, Yep. Yep. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, speaking of PlayStation, you know, there was another reveal. Actually, a hardware reveal. 
and that's for the PlayStation Portal 2, which was revealed following the success of the first PlayStation Portal, which just came out. Um, so, so the PlayStation Portal 2 actually will not feature a screen, but instead, the screen that you will be using for playing your games remotely is the screen of the PlayStation VR 2, which is required. And um, it's and you still have to have a PS5. It will feature the same haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, and overall comfort of the DualSense controller because it basically is a DualSense controller and nothing else. Um, and the suggested retail price is $200, much like the current PlayStation Portal. But instead of relying on Wi-Fi, because they did see the criticism of that, they require a separate 5G connection. And your current mobile plan will not work. So you have to you have to purchase a separate separate 5G mobile plan to use this device. And of course, as with these remasters, the PlayStation fanboys are already out defending, praising, and hyping up this announcement. So, <laughs> PlayStation Portal 2, which is basically just a DualSense controller. <laughs> so, uh, in order to use the PlayStation Portal 2, you have to have the a PlayStation Portal 2, the DualSense controller. A PlayStation VR 2 headset, which has to be tethered to your PlayStation, physically tethered, and a PlayStation 5. So altogether, you're spending around twelve hundred dollars. That's a steal. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure money, that of course. I'm, I'm I'm sure that there are plenty of these fanboys who will happily buy a second PlayStation 5. And a VR2 headset, because, you know, the other 10 people who bought a PlayStation VR2 headset, <laughs> um, you know, they're, they're already set, but, um, and, you know, buy this PlayStation Portal 2. That's really just a DualSense controller. Yeah, and I mean, they're going to justify it. They justified the original Portal um, this time. They're going to say, well, I mean, this time you can truly play it portably, and by playing it portably, what they mean is they're going to be carrying uh, their PSVR 2, their PS5, their DualSense controller, and the new portal, uh, but they're also going to be also carrying a portable generator with them as well, yep. and saying, see, it totally works this time, guys. Oh, uh, I, f I forgot to mention that they did, PlayStation did... Um reveal a, a PlayStation branded portable generator. Um, well, I guess it's not really a generator. I mean, it's kind of like in between a, a like a portable battery and a generator. It's, it weighs about 50 pounds and um, but it has a PlayStation logo on it and it's uh, the, the suggested retail price is $3,000. It's the power. It's, it's wonderful how the power of branding can go so far. I mean, yeah, absolutely. You could buy a similar generator from from a hardware store for a fraction of the price. Uh, Sony's charging us, you know, a very a very discounted three thousand dollars. So you know. Oh yes, and this portable this portable generator also does not actually have USB C. Um, instead, it requires that you have. Um, I mean, you have to have. Uh, Sorry, uh, it's it's like a, a new proprietary plug-in similar to the Lightning cable that that Apple just stopped using, Gosh. and um, but you can also buy a separate adapter to make it USB-C so that it will work 
with your device, and that's only a suggested retail price of $99. Oh, well, you know what? I, I hope that uh, I hope that the European uh, fanboys keep that same energy up, you know, just because of the fact that with the EU banning <laughs> uh, not uh, banning proprietary ports, you know, they're going to be paying that hefty fee to get that adapter because of the fact that Sony, for their infinite wisdom, said, hey, let's not use a standard that everyone does. That's Who does that? Let's put out a nice proprietary. We haven't done that in a while, you know. Remember the Vita, all that proprietary stuff that we had for that, that people didn't like, that let's bring that back. So, uh, uh, fanboys, they, they thought it was good. Also, again, they also have to pay for 5G internet since they can't use yeah. Yeah, I hadn't even I, I forgot about that part when I was calculating the costs, so I mean the, the total package you're probably spending about ten thousand dollars. For everything. Sony always wins, baby. Yep. Always wins. Well, I picked a, enough on uh, Sony's announcements, but I do have uh, another one for Xbox if you don't have any. So, uh, I mean, this is, it's sort of Xbox, but sort of not. So Bethesda, uh, they, they have been taking the feedback seriously about Starfield, specifically about fast travel in Starfield. So they have said that in the future update, they're going to be removing, the f- removing fast travel from Starfield. So, um, and according to Todd Howard, and this is a direct quote, we have listened to your feedback, and we agree that it is much more immersive to simply walk and fly everywhere manually. We appreciate all of the 12 million total players who have played Starfield and look forward to many more years of this to come. So, you know, everybody, uh, everyone who's been complaining about about uh, having constant fast travel screens, you know, you, you got your wish. No more fast traveling. And now, you know, We'll see uh, how many years it takes for you to get from one <laughs> galaxy to another. But good luck. Also, you know, for people who say that the game wasn't immersive enough, I'm pretty sure this is going to be immersive for you. Oh, yeah. You feel like you're actually definitely. flying the plane. Yep, definitely. Flying, yeah. Wow, I mean, we're actually flying I mean, you, you still won't be able to land on the planet and without fast travel. Oh, you yeah. definitely won't be able to land, but, you know, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Because now it's more immersive. Yep. Yeah, they definitely got that. I mean, the only thing that probably would make this better is if, you know, you could finally land on those gas planets because, you know... Oh, granted, that would actually remove from the immersion, you know, because laying on a gas planet is definitely possible. Yep. Alright, I do have one more, but do you have anything else before I bring that one up? No, no, pull out this, this, this grand cherry... All right, so this was really shocking. Uh, so, so you, you may or may not have already heard about uh, pre- prior to this about how, um, in another kerfuffle, as one of the uh, nominees for one of the game awards was for best esports coach, and it was someone who hadn't actually uh, coached the team in quite a while, like at all this past year. Um, but they actually had a very shocking write-in in place of this coach who, um, you know, hadn't, 
coached in the past year. And the winner of this award was former President Donald J. Trump, uh, who in his acceptance speech talked at length about bringing back the Overwatch League and his desire to make esports great again. Uh, Shortened to Mega. I'm not good at... I, I Actually, I've never tried doing a Donald Trump impression, so I'm not even going to bother, but... Uh, <laughs> you know, it was definitely shocking seeing former President Trump up there. Yeah, I, and there was lots of booing, of course. Um, <laughs> you know, lo- lots of people absolutely hate Trump. But then, at the same time, there was also... There was also a decent amount of cheering, which was kind of surprising, considering where they... You know, that it's... Uh, you know, the Game Awards being held in California, but... Hey, you know... Okay, Strange I mean, they, they 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 didn't have. I I was halfway expecting Kamala Harris or or Joe Biden to show up, and um, surprisingly, neither of them did. But yeah, Donald Trump was at the Game Awards. I mean, I I'm surprised he didn't get assassinated, but <laughs> I, I suppose he has good enough security to prevent that. I don't know. It definitely was. Uh, now, if he can actually make esports great again and actually make it, dare I say, interesting, because I'm not interested in esports, but yes. if he can make it interesting, I'm all for it. Like, make esports great again. You know, I'm going to be wearing my. You know what? Well, you know what? I'm not even going to. I'm going to use sort of like with the mega drive. Let's make that mega <laughs> drive, okay? Let's get nice, good. Let's get, let's get some nice good uh, t-shirts. Let's get some let's get some some, hats some red hats with with yes. His mega So okay, so for the title for this week's episode, should sh- should it be make esports great again, or should it be banjo and kazooie screws loose? Mm. Oh gosh. Like both of them. <laughs> I guess we'll just we'll, we'll see which one's easier to make artwork for. Maybe maybe I'll make both and and we'll have we'll have a, a dual uh, alternate cover release or, or maybe at least just post it up on our uh, community uh, post. Put put the alternate title, which are one we don't go with. So, all right, you got anything else? No, sir. It definitely has been an interesting uh, Game Awards show, to say the least, with all this information coming out. All right, so let's get back into reality here. So um, in case you couldn't tell, that entire uh, diatribe we went into was all satire. It was all just made up stuff. Um, We have not seen the Game Awards yet. The Game Awards are tomorrow as of the time of this recording. And uh, we just wanted to have a little bit of fun with it. Now, um, if you were watching the video version, you probably saw us cracking up a little bit. I somehow managed to mostly keep a straight face, which is, or well, I should say maybe not a straight face, but mostly keep from laughing out loud. Um, I I did uh, chuckle a little too much once or twice, but um, yeah, that was fun. Uh, But actual... Game Awards <laughs> predictions. Do you do you have anything? Uh, after, <coughs> well, excuse me. After looking over the nominees again uh, and thinking really hard about how things have gone this year, 
I'm predicting, as far as the overall game of the year, that's going to go to Baldur's Gate 3. I, I, I definitely did not see Alan Wake 2 winning it. I, I did not see that game winning that at all. Um, Spider-Man 2, what, it, my biases, <laughs> biases aside, I really just don't see that clearing everything else. Resident Evil 4, I don't think that's going to do anything. Super Mario Bros. Wonder, eh, I, I don't see anything. Well, Family Tear Game. Good one now. Tears of the Kingdom, even though it does stuff that's different, I don't know if it will still win Game of the Year. Um, but I feel like Baldur's Gate 3 came out and had such an impact through the fact that even other developers, I guess for lack of better terms, were feeling intimidated because the game put out, you know, content and it's like, hey, we've got all this stuff out here and we've got all of these actual things you can do. Uh, I guess for that reason, that's partially why I feel like it could be cut. It, it might win game of the year. I don't know. That's just that's just how I've analyzed all the choices. What about reveals? Do you think there's anything that's going to be revealed there? I I I thought maybe. Well, to be to be honest, I I, I okay. No, actually, no. Because of the fact, because I almost for some crazy reason, I I almost thought for some like. They might say something ridiculous like GTA 6 actually might be released on the Switch. For whatever crazy reason, I, yeah. not even as a satire, just like that it's going to be poor there. But since that they actually did reveal all of the uh, platforms that have been released on, I say it's not true. I'm not certain. Um, now, one thing we might see, we might see some. I think we'll probably see something from Square. I'm not certain what exactly we might see, but I feel like Square might have something coming. I'm trying to think about like anything major that I would think would be coming out because Nintendo's already put out a Zelda game. Uh, they've already put out a Mario game. In fact, they put out several Mario games this year, counting the. Uh, RPG remake. Um, I don't know. Well, maybe Sony might put something out. I don't. I don't know. But I just. I. I guess I'm not certain what to expect. Is sort of like why I'm not completely certain what about what I, we could even see because. Sometimes when I see something that's been announced, like for example, when they announced Sekiro. It's just something that completely blindsided me. Now, if they went to reveal Bloodborne, I'm all for that. Like, drop that. I will be right there. In fact, I will be... I will... If they drop Bloodborne, say it's coming, I am going to pre-order it. That's how excited I am. I'm going to pre-order that. I'm not even waiting for a discount. I'm just running around right in the spot. But uh, Just go Green Man Gaming, and then you can get it like 20% off. That that's true. So uh, that that's probably maybe, but that wasn't even on the uh, 
wasn't even on the Nvidia leak, so I'm not expecting That's that. True. But but we'll I'm see. Could be Demon Souls. That is true. They could be doing that. But uh, as far as something new, I I'm, I'm not certain what I would see or what I expect to see. But uh, what do you think? Well, first, is there anything other than Bloodborne, obviously, that you would like to see there? Metroid Prime 4 would be nice. Uh, right, obviously. <laughs> but, I I don't know. I feel like also, maybe, because they have mentioned... In fact, I recently was going through some of the history of some Metroid games that were cancelled. There was one other game besides Metroid Dread that was made for the DS that was cancelled. I can't remember what it... the. I can't remember what the name was, but if that game was going to be revived, that would be interesting to see. Hmm. Why don't you look that up while while I'm going through my stuff? Because I, I, I don't know if I've ever heard of that one. And I remember, you know, hearing about Metroid Dread, you know, years before it actually came when they finally brought it out, but yeah. Um, so some of my predictions slash wish list. More, more things that I, I think we probably will see, or that we could see. So I actually made up a bingo card, and you you've, you may have already looked at this. I just have various things that will come up, that I believe could come up at the Game Awards. Um, one of those being a release date for the beta of Hades 2. Uh, because mm -hmm. it was Hades 2 was revealed at last year's Game Awards. It's originally supposed to be coming this year, but obviously that didn't happen unless it's out there and I just didn't know about it um, in, in a beta state already. But if, if it's already out in like a closed beta or something, um, then maybe they, it would just be a release date for the full game. I don't know. But I, I think we could see something about that. Um, I'm definitely expecting for there to be at least one example of a person uh, who spends way too much time with their acceptance speech, like Christopher Judge last year. <laughs> and he's a presenter this year, so we'll, oh, that should be interesting. <laughs> um, and, you know, then another another uh, winner that will probably have something very offensive to say. Um, that, that's something I definitely expect. Um, but as far as, like, actual games and that sort of thing, I do think we'll we'll very likely see Hellblade 2 and the re release date for that. Um, which actually, the first Hellblade runs really well on Steam Deck. Um, you can get 60 on it pretty easily. There was one section of the game, like one level, where it dropped down really low on the frame rate. But I'm not sure if that was like just Steam Deck getting too hot and it was running slow and if I had restarted it would have been fine or if it was actually like just that level in general is bad for that but otherwise the game ran great um i think that when it comes to nintendo we will either get things like metroid prime 4 and the metroid prime 2 remaster or we'll get absolutely nothing <laughs> and i think absolutely nothing is more likely based on the way it's been the past few years but nintendo has had some good surprises show up at the game awards at least in 2017 and 2018 I can't remember if they did anything for 2019 that might have been when they stopped doing stuff but like 
I mean, we got. Did... Um. Sorry, what were you gonna say? No, uh, sorry, I was just wondering. Did they reveal Tears of the Kingdom at the Game Awards, or was that a different event? No, no, they they, they revealed that at um, for E3 or for a June. Yeah, I think it was E3 because I think it was the year before. I'm pretty sure it was 2019 that they first revealed it. So before COVID. Okay. Um. But yeah, they they did show like like they announced Bayonetta three at a Game Awards, and then you know uh, uh, you mentioned that one and two were also coming to Switch, and then they did like the announcement for Joker coming to Smash Brothers from Persona five, long before Persona five actually came to Switch, um, which was a, a huge announcement, and then they did um, Sephiroth coming to Smash. I believe was at the Game Awards as well. Which was another very, very big announcement. I never really played Sephiroth all that much. I One of these days I need to actually go back to Smash Brothers. Try try messing around with those characters, those new characters some more. Um, but anyway, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not really expecting much of anything from Nintendo, but I do think that if we're going to see something from Nintendo, it would probably be Metroid Prime 4. And then also announcing a remaster of Metroid Prime 2. Maybe even say Metroid Prime Two is coming soon, and then um, you know Metroid Prime Three will also be coming sometime next year. Yes. Mm. I I, th I mean I say there's a very good chance that we'll we'll get two and three next year. Um, at least I hope it's that close, but it probably mostly depends on where four is at in its development. Hopefully they're getting close to being ready to show something because. It's been too long. I mean, we originally got it revealed in 2017, or, well, announced in 2017, and there's been nothing since then except for the remaster of Prime, which was fantastic, of course. <laughs> ah, chef's kiss. Beautiful. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm not expecting much from Nintendo. PlayStation, I, I don't think we'll get much from them. I don't think we're going to get any, like, new games announced. Um, at least not any new first-party games. We'll, we'll probably see some, you know, third... I mean, obviously we'll see third-party stuff that's going to be on PlayStation, but I don't think we're going to get any actual, like, new first-party games. I hope I'm wrong on that. I would love it if they would show things like Ghost of Tsushima 2, um, a new uh, Infamous game, basically anything from that would be either originally from Sucker Punch or currently from Sucker Punch because last thing Sucker Punch put out was Ghost of Tsushima. That was 2019, I believe. If I remember correctly. It was either 2019 or 2020. I can't remember which. But absolutely fantastic game. One of my favorites. Sucker Punch just makes great games. Um... Let's see, what else do I have on my list here? Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, I do I do think we'll probably see whatever the next uh, PlayStation PC port is at the Game Awards. They did they showed Returnal last year. That's where they announced it, if I if I'm remembering correctly. That was coming to PC. I still haven't played it, but that is one I want to play for sure. Um so I think we'll probably see that some type of PC port, and that could be just about anything. 
I mean, it could be Ghost of Tsushima. It could be uh, Demon Souls. Um, I'm trying to think of what others um, that they haven't already announced. Um, but I guess they could potentially do a release date for um, Horizon Forbidden West on PC, because I'm pretty sure we don't have a release date for that yet. We just know it's coming. Uh, especially since it, it's already there's a Steam page for it already, and they announced it. I don't, I don't remember when that was a couple months ago. Um, other random things. Um, I do think we'll we'll see the Beyond Good and Evil remaster. Uh, oh, right, an official right. announcement for that. We could see Beyond Good and Evil two, whether it actually exists or just another cinematic trailer. I don't know, but. It's not impossible. Um, I think we'll, we could get an impossible Switch port revealed. But that wouldn't really be from Nintendo. It would just be you know some third party. So it doesn't really count as Nintendo showing up. Um, I have other random things. You know, Raid Shadow Legends ad at some point during the show. <laughs> Pretty much guaranteed. Um, but yeah, that's 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 about it. I do I do think Baldur's Gate is going to win Game of the Year, and Dave the Diver is going to win Indie Award. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, did did you find the name of that uh, Metroid game? Oh, uh, yes, and I guess technically we got it because I was looking it up and I saw that uh, it was originally titled Project Valkyrie. Um, and it was being made by Next Level Games for the DS. Okay. However, uh, I saw that part of the the project was actually resurrection and was molded into Federation Force. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so technically, we got it, but uh, monkey's paw there. <laughs> yeah, I actually do have Federation Force. Um, because a friend of mine told me that it was good. I mean, not, not that it's like met a true Metroid game, but that it was it was good as as a game on its own. So I, I have yet to really play it. I, I think I'll try again now that I have the uh, my 3DS modded, uh, or rather I have the C-Stick modded. Um, but it's just one of those that I haven't gotten to. So we'll see. I, I Whenever I actually play it, I will... Record some footage, and I will let you know if it's worth your time. So, it will never be a true Metroid game. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean that it can't be worthwhile to play. So, we'll find out. Uh, you got any other um, predictions or wish list items for the Game yeah. Awards? You said something before, and actually, I misunderstood what you said. And so now that idea was popping into my head. It's something that I want as a wish list: is Metroid Samus Returns remastered? Okay, the yeah, 3DS version that would be a good one. And bringing over because getting the game with better textures, better graphics, higher mm -hmm. resolution, definitely, and also getting 60 FPS, yes. the same as Dread, mm. that would be wonderful uh and I, I i would really actually love that yeah that that would be fantastic i i actually bought that game twice because i bought it originally digitally mostly because at the time it was a pain to get physical copies 
um, since I lived in rural Alaska, but then I did get the physical copy later on when it was getting close to the uh, shutdown for the eShop and everything, so. Fantastic game. Definitely would be cool to have that as a remaster on the Switch. Of course, I'd also love to see whatever the next 2D game is that uh, that studio uh, Mercury Steam is is making, because I'm sure that they're making the next 2D Metroid. I mean, that seems highly likely, considering the fact <laughs> that that's what they've done. The past two games that they made were Metroid games, and they were both great. And Dread was even better of the two. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so, anything else before we close out for the night? Nope. I, th- I think I'm good there. All right, so recommendations and dissuasions. Why don't you get us started? All right. Since it is December, I think for the next three, well, because it's Christmas, these the next three episodes, I'm actually going to be doing Christmas special slash film recommendations. And so for okay. this week, I am recommending A Christmas Carol, A Christmas Carol, specifically the 1951 version. It's also okay. known as Scrooge, but the one featured, uh, starring Alistair Sim. That one, to me, is the definitive Christmas Carol that I've ever seen. Um, I've seen several of them. Uh, but that one, I think, just truly encaptures the book so perfectly. Uh, and I think that the acting's great. I think the music is great. Uh, the music actually still sticks with me years later. And I definitely recommend giving it a shot. I definitely recommend watching it. I'll actually likely be watching it over the weekend. Um, and also, I recommend watching the black and white version. Don't watch the digitized, colorized version. Just mm-hmm. watch the original black and white as it was made. So, that's my recommendation. Alright, that's a good one. And now, now I have some Christmas movies I'd like to recommend, but I think... I'm trying to decide if I actually want to do that, because I have, like, several that are, are good ones and are classics that we watch every year. Um, but, no, I, I think I'm just going to go with the, the recommendation I already had planned. So this is not Christmas related. Um, it's just something that I, I started getting back into today. And um, it's a YouTube channel that I've been a big fan of for since 2019. So um, with you being an anime fan, you may or may not have followed anything about Vic Mignogna back when oh. accusations came out against yeah. him some years ago and um that's how i got introduced to this channel which is ricada law um he's he's a he's a are you familiar with him at all or yes yes i followed him as he was covering the mignana trial okay like, so I'm so very familiar with him. we we were we were ex- we were um we, we were introduced to nick the same way so um i i just started getting back into some of his content because like i i had been heavily watching his stuff for a few years up through the Kyle Rittenhouse trial um, and I, I watched as that was being covered um, watched through all of that and then I just fell behind because his channel blew up and so then he started making a lot more content and then I just couldn't keep up with it anymore <laughs> and uh, but I, I started getting back into his channel some more today um, I mean like earlier this year we had uh, finally had the time to what we had taken the time over the course of weeks having start, I mean, like we started, I think in 2022 a little bit, and then we took a long break and then got back to it this year. 
of doing the uh, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial. And we, we finished going through that in August of this year. And um, and then I, you know, like seen some stuff off and on here and there. It's just his his streams are long, you know, four hours, four hours a piece, um, you know, minimum in most cases. Um, and then on top of that, now he only does the first hour on YouTube and the rest is on Rumble. So Rumble, you can watch the whole thing, but Rumble is not as good as YouTube in terms of a variety of different areas. But anyway, so Nick, so Ricada Law, I highly recommend his channel. Be aware that, yes, his content is not clean, um, but it's very entertaining, very interesting. Um, you, you will get definitely a different perspective from him on many issues than you would get from me, but I don't think that's a bad thing. That's, I mean... His perspective is really interesting, and as someone who understands law, he's really good at explaining it, and at the same time, it's very humorous. Um, and of course, the whole Vic Mignogna thing, I mean, although it didn't end the best technically for Vic, it also still went well overall because he got his story out there, and he's doing really well right now, despite, you know, having been canceled and all of that. So, at least there's that, but yeah, uh, the thing I specifically that I was watching today was um, he did another interview with Kyle Rittenhouse. And mm. so I've been going through that. I mean, it's like a three hour interview, but it's good stuff. All of his stuff is, is great. I actually interviewed him um, in 2020 for the series that I didn't get to do as much of as I wanted to called dads and gaming on my, on my channel. So um, you can check that out. I actually have, footage from the Switch version of Doom 2016, and surprisingly enough, my footage comes very close to matching your footage, uh, because it's <laughs> like that same level. Um, but yeah, it's a great channel. Well worth checking out, and you can check out my interview with him if you like. Um, just just go to the Frozen Gamer 87 on YouTube, and uh, if you look at the Dads in Gaming playlist, you will find... Uh, the interview with Nick there. There's that, among several others. I did eight of them total. Didn't get to do all the ones I wanted to do, and eventually I want to try to revive that series, um, but I haven't gotten to it. So anyway, all that being said, once again, TLDL Ricada Law. I recommend Ricada Law. Check out his channel. Do your dissuasion. My dissuasion is to not take the Game Awards seriously tomorrow, or granted, you all will have taken it seriously by the time this video goes up, but I hope that you didn't take it seriously. Um, game Awards show, it's not the end of the world if your favorite game won or lost. Um, it, 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 at the end of the day, if you enjoy the game, that's what matters. I mean, when... I mean, at most, just have fun with it. Like, even if you're not interested in if or the fact that if there's something that you really want to win, like, have some fun with it. Because when Metroid Dread was actually going up as a nominee for Game of the Year, I decided to have fun with it. I made two videos for that. One if Metroid Dread won Game of the Year, and one if it didn't win. I put both of those videos set to go live whenever it was whenever the winner was announced 
And I was just watching, I was like, alright, whichever happens, happens. Uh, when I saw it lost, I said, well, I guess this is the one we're going to send out. So, only one of those videos has gone out, but I had fun with it because it was interesting. It was, even if Metroid Dread won, that would be, I would have liked that. But at the same time, it's still something I could have had fun with. So, just have fun with the Game Awards show. Don't take it seriously as, uh, as it was mentioned, you know, maybe you could do some bingo, you know? Just have fun with it, you know, talk with some friends, watch the show if you have, if they're available. It, don't take it so seriously, You're, it's it's not it's not worth the stress. Uh, but then again, like I said also, it's in the past tense when the video comes out, so I hope you didn't have a lot of stress when you watched it. Yep, I agree wholeheartedly. So, um, my dissuasion for this week is actually going to be don't buy the PlayStation Portal. Obviously, the PlayStation Portal 2 is not really a thing, um, <laughs> even though it is not uh, out of the realm of possibility that Sony would do something like that and that PlayStation fanboys would defend it. But uh, no, really, don't don't waste your money on that. It's just not worth it. You know, you could you could spend your money much better. Just get yourself. Honestly, you could buy a PSP and you would have... I mean, it would be better. Technically, you could even... I mean, you you could probably get a PlayStation Vita and uh, just get, like, a PlayStation Vita, get a trigger grip. I mean, it's not a perfect thing, but it will still work for you. Or you can just find a used Steam Deck because there's lots of people right now trying to sell their LCD Steam Decks. You could get a nice cheap one upgrade the SSD if you have it, I mean, if um, it hasn't already happened, you know, for, for pretty cheap, and um, you know, save yourself a lot of money, and get yourself a much better product, so that's my dissuasion, don't buy the PlayStation Portal. And if the PlayStation Portal 2 ever actually becomes a reality, and it Gosh. turns out that my my prophecy about, about this was correct, they definitely don't buy that because that's <laughs> a massive waste of money. I mean, at least the PlayStation Portal is not terrible on price if you already own a PlayStation 5. But, anyway. To get us Nintendo Switch for $100 more and not be tethered to... Right. But then you can't, you can't play PlayStation games. Yeah, that, that, at, that, le at least not unless you, you mod your Switch and then you might be able to remote play potentially. And then you'd still have all the buttons. It just They're just smaller. So there's that. But anyway. All right. Where can people find you? They can find me on my channel, youtube.com slash I am slash at I am Zericon. That's I-M-X-E-R-A-C-O-N. I have a video that I originally was supposed to set for last weekend. We'll see if I get around to doing it this weekend. Uh, it'll depend if I get sidetracked by another project uh, or something like that, but we'll, we'll see what happens. It's it's it, I'll, I'll, I will say this, it is going to be sort of a horror uh, film themed uh, video. So that's, that's, that's the idea of the topic. Alright, well my question with that is is it going to feature footage from a horror film or just a game? I'll probably... Uh, I'll, I, I might just have footage from a game be and maybe some screenshots from the film. 
because I don't know how easily it can be for me to get certain clips, right. and I also don't know if I would have to worry about, you know, video game, like, copyright claims or anything like that, or right. anything like that. So I'll yeah. see what happens. It might just be screenshots with game footage. All right. Well, I guess if, if I uh, listen to it, I might not. I guess you can let me know if, if you end up having any actual footage from it or actual, like, creepy, like, nightmare-inducing pictures. Let me know ahead <laughs> of time, and that way, if I do anything, I'll just listen to it because I don't really feel like getting nightmares because I'm a wuss when it comes to that. No, thank you. The ring gave me nightmares. Seriously. I... Ugh. I, that, I've that, stayed away from horror well, movies well, ever well, since. Uh, dude, it's, uh, that's actually not too far from what I'm actually going to be discussing. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Alright, uh, well you can find me youtube.com slash at thefrozengamer87 um, As I mentioned previously, uh, yesterday I, um, as uh, Tuesday as of this recording, I mean today's Wednesday, I recorded and, or I posted yesterday on Tuesday a recording of a comparison between the Switch OLED and the Steam Deck OLED for Dune 2016. Have both uh, I initially have some timers just uh, showing how long it takes to start up, which isn't ter- it isn't drastically different between the two, at least when they're both running from a micro SD. Um, but then also the gameplay side by side, or rather on top of each other, of both. Um, running the same level at the same time um, and it's a good comparison it's just a good way to look at both um, I will say that the video footage looks a little better for the Switch version than it does on the Switch itself but the Switch version it doesn't look terrible it's just definitely more blurry than the PC Steam Deck version um my gameplay is not the best, mostly because typically I'm used to moving the systems around a little bit more because I use the gyro quite a lot, and I couldn't do that as much with the position that I had for recording. So, anyway, it doesn't really matter. Still, um, go ahead check that out if you're curious about it. I'm planning to do a bunch more videos like that, comparing a variety of different games, as I mentioned earlier in this episode. Um, additionally, uh, by the time you hear this, the Game Awards will have already happened, and of course our satirical um, things that we talked about earlier about all the things that supposedly happened, I don't expect a single one to happen. But at least I am going to be, God willing, I'm going to be uh, live streaming the Game Awards. I may have to start a little bit late, and then I'll just kind of catch up, but I'm going to be live streaming the Game Awards and playing bingo, uh, filling up my bingo card, seeing how many things I can get. Um, Justin may be able to join me at some point, depending on timing. We'll figure all that out uh, when he gets off work. But um, either way, it should be a good time. Feel free to stop, or well, I mean, feel free to check out the video after the fact, because it will be after the fact by the time you hear this. Um, and let's see if if any of my predictions were even remotely accurate. And I hope to God... <laughs> that none of the uh, fake predictions I came up with about stuff that happened there actually do happen. So we'll see what happens. All right. I think that's, that's all. It's remastered. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? I said you don't want nuts and bolts remastered. 
I could or care less. List. <laughs> yeah, screws list. All right. So until next time, I am the Frozen Gamer eighty seven. That is I am Zerocon. We are the Orange Box Podcast. And in the words, the fake words, of former President Donald J. Trump, make esports great again. Orange Box Podcast, out.